doing well in their respective fields. He is here, tall and handsome. <laughs> yeah, and he's good company too. So he's sorted. Elia Grashkovitz, top of the morning to you, sir. Welcome to SAFM. Well, good morning and thank you so much for your kind words. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, you look young. Oh, thank you so much. Actually, I'm not. I'm 44. Yeah, well, you know, they say it begins at 40 and the 40s are noughties. Yes, this is, uh, this is probably your idea. <laughs> <laughs> good to be with you. When did you land in the country? Uh, yesterday, actually. Yeah. Yeah, just flew in. How are you dealing with jet lag? Uh, there, actually, there is no jet lag because I'm, I flew in from, from Berlin in Germany and uh, it's a 10-hour flight, which is pretty long. But uh, thank God there is no jet lag So because usually I, I suffer a lot from jet lag. Well, you're yeah. handling it quite well. And obviously, well known as Mr. Change and the things you stand for, uh, very sobering, very direct, makes a lot of us shake because we are people who tend to be complacent once, once we think we've got it right. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, and this is what my work is all about, basically, and to, to guide people through this process and becoming a little bit more clear about what you want and, and of course, uh, to know how to do it in a proper way. Is, is it easy, though? For We know you, we are resistant to change. Well, I would say it's it's simple, but it's not easy because, let's face it, whatever kind of change we're talking about, it's never easy because it, it can be quite stressful. It can be tough and there are usually quite a few challenges around it. But if you, if you approach it in the right way, it actually can be very fulfilling. And if you do it with the right people at your side, it's, it's also a lot of fun. You've been questioning the status quo since 1975. <laughs> yeah, what was going on at that time? I, I was born in, in 1975. Yeah, this was um, the year of my birth. And yeah. Yeah, so I, I started, I was a kind of rebellious child, so you could say I started questioning the status quo in 1975. From birth, you were already asking the why question? I, I hope so. <laughs> I can't really remember because it's that long ago. But I think especially as a kid, I, I used to ask a lot, why is that? And why do I have to do that? And and starting asking that, that why question really gets you to to the bottom of, of why a change could be necessary and leads to to kind of like a deeper knowledge. You spent a lot of time in the retail sector and understood it very well. I mean, at a young yeah. age, you were running big companies. The transition from being a successful retailer to a speaker who's changing the world, literally. That was tough. It was really tough because... Being in retail, I was an executive manager for a very, very big department store chain. Yeah. And I had kind of like a safe job. So I had my monthly salary, I had a good company car, and I had lots of career opportunities. And I really liked the job, but uh, I sensed that there was something deeper. And I, I always loved working with my people and doing some development with my leadership team and, and doing workshops for them. And... I always knew I, I wanted to start my own company, but it took me at least three years to to really be ready for that decision because there were so many fears around that. And, and I had to start 
exactly at, at zero. So I had had zero clients. I had no network at all, and my my financial uh, backup was for about three months or so. So I had to be very very good from the beginning just yeah. to pay my bills and it was it was a lot of hard work at the beginning and it was it was quite scary to be honest wow it paid uh, off uh, uh, talk to us about your philosophy of human to human because many a times you find people particularly in marketing will be looking at business to business marketing and making a big emphasis on that but you yeah. moved from that well, yes and no. Uh, of course, I work a lot in B2B. Uh, 95% of all my clients are in the B2B sector. But what I found, it doesn't matter which which industry you're working in. It's always about building relationships. It's always about connecting with other people. And it doesn't matter if you're working with a CEO or just, just a sales guy. It's always about how can you connect to that person. And the, the deeper that connection is the easier business becomes. And this is, has become my, my philosophy over the years. And I always try to, to understand the people I work with, always try to build a connection. And this is kind of like the, the basis philosophy of, of my whole business. Right. Obviously, in the country to motivate us as well, because we've been doing this all over the world and uh, the feedback is amazing. It is. And actually, I, I just I just love being around here because South Africa for me is like a country that is so... It stands for change. I mean, what other country has been going through these changes like South Africa? So it's, it's so inspiring. And there's a saying, if one teaches, two people learn. And this is exactly what I'm doing right now here. Fantastic yeah. stuff. Now, talk to us about change management. We, do you find that the, the, the different countries that you go to have similar problems or there are differences? There are There are some common principles, I would say, because basically... Bottom line, change is exactly the same everywhere all over the world. And, and every every country is, is dealing with the same kind of changes right now, more or less. But of course, there are cultural differences. Where I'm from in Europe, people are very structured, are, are not that... Let, let's say the other way on. They are very risk-averse. They, they try to be always on the safe side. And uh, on, on the other hand, let's talk about South African people as far as I got to know them you are very opportunity focused and always asking what 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 opportunity is lying in that change and this is the basic difference if if you're more or less looking for opportunities or are you looking for the risks involved in change who needs it more the people at leadership positions or the people ascending towards leadership well i would say both because today change it itself has changed a lot just just maybe 10 years ago, there was just the leadership people saying that this is the direction we go and all the other people went in that direction or don't. But but today it's more about co-creation. I think every single person, every single human being has to play its part and has to be responsible at his or her place and, and then uh, lead the changes, and no matter how small they, they are. But of course, leadership is always key. If the leaders walk their talk and if the leaders... Uh, a role model, a benchmark for the people around them, then the people will gladly follow them. If it's the other way around, it's going to be a big problem. It's SAFM. We're chatting to our Get Up and Go guest uh, straight from Air Germany. He's in South Africa to teach us a thing or two about managing change. And of course, change is not as bad as many of us think. It's something that we can work towards. Do, do you find between leadership or leaders and those who are led who is more resistant to change 
who is more afraid? Um, it's it's tough to answer that because it's it's always about individuals, and I know so many so-called leaders who are so afraid of change and who try to do everything they can just to move around it and not to have to make a decision. And on the other hand, I know so many people who are supposed to be a, a follower to that leaders who are so courageous, who take responsibility, who have great ideas. And so it, it's more about a personality style than in the position you are in. Of course, being a leader, uh, having the title as a leader just doesn't doesn't mean anything it's it's your 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 words and especially your actions that define if you are a leader or not and, and you know looking at the, some of the things you like and uh, those you don't like as much people without an opinion political correctness and people who don't make decisions people are not very decisive yeah that's absolutely true um and i think the worst decision you can make is actually don't don't make a decision at all um, because making a decision of course it's tough because you never know beforehand if it's the right decision or not yeah so you have to make that decision and, and of course today we, we are living in times where our circumstances have become so complex and uncertainty is is our daily companion and of course it's tough to make a decision but the worst you can do is don't make a decision at all because being able to make that decisions gives the people around you clarity it gives them orientation so i think the first decision you sh you should make every single day is to commit to make a decision in the first place i, I love the the clarity part because we uh, many of us are short on that yeah absolutely i agree and <laughs> and if you're not clear for yourself how can you communicate clarity how can you make the right decisions how can you act in a certain kind of way so it always starts with us and we have to be clear about what we want and what we don't want and, and act and behave accordingly. I, I'd like you to teach me how to get to a point of clarity because everything is in the haze and eventually that's where procrastination comes in and things never get done. Absolutely. And um, I think it's kind of like it's, it's part of our development. Um, and I think it helps to, to know your core values it helps to know what you expect from life. Yeah. And I think it, it, it starts with taking a bold look in the mirror and asking yourself all these questions. What's important to me? And what are the values that are important to me? And what do I really, really want from life? And if you are keen enough to answer these questions honestly to you, then that's the first big step. And the more you know your values, the more you know your core values and, and your core principles. Um, after that, it's not getting easier, but, but that clarity starts to grow. And it never stops. I think it's, it never stops. It's, it's a path of continuous learning. And this is what makes life interesting. I like it when you say, think it, do it, change it. Well, yeah, this is actually good you're mentioning it. This is actually uh, the title of my, my first uh, book that was published in America. I think it was in 2016, yeah. Wow. No. And, and a bestseller. I mean, nine books down the line and people are still getting them yeah, in. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, in South Africa, where do we see you? What's your itinerary looking like? Well, I just flew in yesterday, and uh, thanks to my, my great assistant standing next to me here, uh, we have a very, very tight schedule, and we'll be mostly here in, in Johannesburg. We'll be on, in Pretoria on, on Friday. Uh, we're doing lots of interviews, like with you right now, 
and I, I just just love it. it. It is such a great time. I I love coming here because the people around here they are so friendly, and and it gives me it gives me so much inspiration just just talking to to you this morning. Thank you for the honor. It's a great honor for me to be here. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm leaving on Sunday actually. That shots I mean, two days and then you're gone. Uh, this is not fair. <laughs> 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 this is not fair. So you'll be talking to corporates and, and, and uh, trying to get them to choose their focus, to choose to take a chance, to choose their vision and to choose to take action. Yeah, exactly. This is kind of like my, my basic formula for change because, um, of course, all the companies, they, they are really craving for a kind of like recipe on how to make change happen. But there's, a bad, there's bad news. There is no one-size-fits-all formula because every change process is different. And, of course, uh, people are different. So you always have to look very specifically on, on how to uh, deal with a certain kind of change. But there are common principles. And you just mentioned them. It, it's about adjusting your focus and and to focus on opportunities and it's about knowing what you want it's about deliberately choosing your purpose for a change because i think change should never happen just for change's sake but it needs to have a purpose and the clearer that purpose is the the easier it gets and and of course it's about making bold decisions and then it's about taking action and uh, developing a habit out of that change and if you focus on these for principles i think you're you're good to go also I'd, i'd love to hear a lot more about um team play dynamics because people go on team building exercises and whatever else but things don't change things don't move the dynamics that people can effectively put to practice and yep. be able to measure over a period of time to say we were here we are now here yeah well team team building is it's tough and easy at the same time. I think the most important part of team building is putting the team together. Um, in my opinion, good teams are always diverse. So you've got a good mixture of young and old. You've got a good mixture of male and female. And you hopefully have people with different personality traits on that team. Because yeah. if people are, are different, there's tension. And if you use that tension to move forward and if you use that tension to to work on goals, this is what, what a great team is all about. If you've got all the people are just the same on a team, well, it's it's basically not a great team because everybody's the same. So good leaders are focusing on getting the right people on the team. And, you know, of course, measuring success of change, it's it's kind of difficult because it's so much about soft skills it's about communication it's about having the right mindset it's about uh living your values and there's there are no real kpis for that so you have to define what 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 your goal is and and the the clearer that definition is the easier it becomes to measure it wow wow i can't wait i can't wait so you hear you prepare today I mean, uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, so, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then Saturday? Saturday, we're back here in Johannesburg. And Sunday, back home. Sunday is just a little bit, um, hopefully, a little bit of sightseeing, and then it's back home. Eish, that's not fair. And any <laughs> chance of coming back again for I, I, a, an extended stay? I definitely think so, yeah. 
And uh, on social media, where can people find you to just get ready for what you're going to deliver? And can they follow you on YouTube? Of course. Uh, well, I'm pretty much everywhere <laughs> on social media because I'm, I'm a social media guy. I like social media. But my, my favorite channels are I'm on Instagram, I'm on LinkedIn, and of course, I'm on YouTube as well. Wow. Uh, hashtag Ilya G. Now, for young people who are still trying to find their voice, trying to find their place, uh, we have a lot of unemployed graduates in the country. Yep. Um, unemployment is a bit of a problem. What can you say to them? I would say look out for for kind of like a mentor people you look up to people who are kind of like a role model for you and ask them a lot of questions and and follow their guidance and um and maybe take the hand they're giving you um because at the end it's it's all about asking the right questions and becoming that clarity we were talking about earlier and it's always tough to do it on your own so having people at your side who could act as a mentor or just as, as a friend is probably the best advice I can give you because I learned so much from, from mentors on my way and I'm so grateful that they did that for me. I think I, I would never have been able to achieve all that just on my own because especially when you're young, I used to be very stubborn and, and didn't really what I want and, and very, very emotional. And, and sometimes it's good to have people on your side who just say, well, just just calm down, just, just relax and, and ask you one or two tough questions wow Ilya time is very jealous but we will uh, get our friends to go to our Twitter page and our Facebook page because all your details will be there yeah. and they can also engage with you I, I would love to do that yeah yeah Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Nice to have mm. you back in the country. I wish I could have the whole day just have lunch tea yeah. time with you. That would be great actually and, because and uh, I, I like to eat <laughs> <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah. That's Ilya Grakowicz, uh, who is in the Joburg. He's back. He's going home on Sunday. So if you are going to be sit in his audience, please take notes as much as you possibly can. Also take this to share because he comes uh, guns blazing with lots of information that will work for you and yours. That's our show. Zelman Kribi, Tabalam Papuri, and of course, uh, Ilya. And uh, he's uh, chaperone. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Until